This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I step on your mom? The guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I do. You may the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Moni and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, just child with wonderful wavy hair and a beautiful pink cardigan co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? Hi, Moni. I'm doing good. Great. Well, thank you. Um... <laughs> It's 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 a day um, of productivity and chaos and oh wow, oh. love that for you. Yes, how are you? How how are you? <laughs> how uh, are you? Well, I've already had a very long day. I've been up since five a.m. because of things, and then I had other things to deal with, and and so it's been a day of lot of. Um, discussion and a resting heart rate of 130 because I got so annoyed by a situation that my watch for the very first time was like, yo, what's up with you? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, but all is well now and otherwise I'm fine. So great. And I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today, even though it's also a challenge for my brain. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's uh it's a big it's a big topic and um I think that it's going to spark some further discussion on yep. the podcast um uh a lot more than just reviewing of a documentary. Mhm. This is true. Uh, yeah. So, um without further ado, we are surprise surprise reviewing a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that becomes his total news right now, I'm sure. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Scream Edmund Munch image insert here. Mhm. <clears throat> the documentary that we are talking about just came out on Netflix fairly recently, uh March 15th. So within the last oh. 2 3 weeks of um us recording it today. And it is called Money Shot, the Pornhub Story. Exactly. And, and I, I didn't think it was going to go where it went in the end because I personally haven't heard lots of it otherwise. Because yes. as Amanda and me found out, actually neither of us has ever visited Pornhub. <laughs> well, <laughs> accurate. We were talking about this yesterday and we were like, oh, um, Pornhub. I'm like, that's one porn site I've actually never been on. Um, and I logged on for the first time yesterday. And I was like, huh, that's Pornhub. Yeah, I just saw a lot of liquid and left again. <laughs> Money has some issues with liquid porn. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I don't. I'm not into it. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So before we get further into uh our thoughts on this documentary, um, I do want to say for our Twitch viewers and our podcast listeners, content warning for discussions of uh sex trafficking and um rape and uh sexual abuse um and obviously sexual content because we are literally talking about 
popcorn. Um, yep. So there you go. Thanks for doing that. So ba- I think the the documentary starts out really more explanatory as to, and that's also why I didn't know what I was getting myself into because they kind of started to explain a lot about how Pornhub works and and how it works for sex workers on the page and how a lot of people, well, let's say, found a home on Pornhub to monetize their sex work and really make it very lucrative in comparison to how the porn industry previously worked with a lot of studio gigs and being dependent on studios and and, and filming with only maybe a certain kind of them because of how safe you feel with them or whatever and also the money then basically they got and it's all obviously the more money the the money you make via studios will always be way less than the money you make for yourself potentially um Mm -hmm. even though you're the star of the show let's say it like that so that was kind of how this entire documentary started into how a porn hub even started and how it works and what that then also meant for the creators of porn in the in the that context Mm -hmm. um excuse me sorry um one of the interesting things before before this documentary got into you know the negative side of Pornhub and and what actually happened and like the main uh, meat of the documentary mm-hmm. um, was it talked a lot about how the internet has given a lot of rights and control to uh, sex workers to choose the content that they want to produce, um, be in total control of the content that they are making um, and make a lot of money from it. Um, whether that's, posting their videos on a site like Pornhub or um, one of the other uh, websites mentioned in the in the documentary. Um, and then there is another documentary, actually, which we're not talking about it, but I, I watched it for some background info, thanks to a recommendation from Gemma, which was called... Um, I had to look it up. I watched it, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, it is called uh, Follow This, and it was an episode from season one called um, Whore's Day. Um, so and it gave some background information and um, on how the internet has really enabled sex workers to make a better and safer living. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the documentary because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it was really interesting to, to see the self-control that sex workers now have for their content. Yeah, I think what is, I think, I can't, I don't know if this is, kind of spoilery but in the end it's not really about spoilers in here anyway because um i think they framed this entire documentary also in a way more subtly maybe and also sometimes not so subtly about actually how a lot of this that is also content of this episode uh, of this film is in the context of the internet culture in a way and how so much of it is an issue because so many things are an issue on the internet mm-hmm. and because of the way the internet developed and made so much gave so much possibility to so many things there is like so much positive thing possible but also so much negative stuff possible and because it's like the wild wild west out there where we're just all g- going woohoo with our guns and all like 
GPTA, I hope, and whatever. That's what's creating all all these issues because people apparently forget that it's about people. I don't know. Like, I think that the problem is that some people don't care that it's about people and they use every avenue that they can to exploit people and to traffic sex and the problem and this is what the 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 guts of this documentary is about is the amount of um videos that have been posted onto Pornhub by anonymous users that are videos not by professionals not by amateurs controlling their own content but by like people who are trafficking uh, young young girls, young women, women, um, and posting their sexual content without their consent. And um, not only that, because of the way that Pornhub was set up initially, um, those videos could be downloaded from the site and then uploaded to other sites and decimated like throughout the internet. This fact, the fact that they could be downloaded blew my fucking mind. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact that you can download a video, like, you could never download a movie off of YouTube just like Mm -hmm. that. It was, yes, obviously, you can always download something, but there was never an explicit download button on every video on YouTube that you ever come across to download it and watch it. Like, why the actual fuck would they do this for a porn site so that people can come? But it's just... It's just mind blowing to me uh, the, that fact alone that you could download the sexual video that you watch for free on a page, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it if you pay for it, that you also then have some kind of maybe right to download it or whatever. But to download a video for free, just, I'm, I'm just like, that just, I couldn't even believe that this was a thing for like, mm-hmm. not, not, just in the early days, but like well into what the 2019 or something, or when mm-hmm. whenever this entire thing then started, where people um, started to call Pornhub out on on even that possibility and on how many um, well illegal videos or sex trafficking videos or, or, or rape videos and whatever are on the platform. Yeah, um, as Gemma has said in chat, the technology moved way faster than the law, social norms, and regulations. Yeah. Um, and and it, and it did. Um, yeah. But it, it it still took way way too long for anything to be done about that, and that's because of capitalism and the the people at the top of Pornhub, um, and the the parent company, Mind Geek Geek Mind Geek. Is that right? It, I think it sounded so. Yes, Mind Mind Geek. Yeah, correct. Mind um, Geek. Uh, I mean, to be making... honest, I think it's still uh, the law situation. The laws are still so far behind everything on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it was particularly slow in this regard. But I still think there are so few laws in, concerning everything that goes on online where you're like, the, 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 no government is like catching up on the speed that where their regulations would be necessary or like laws would be necessary in a way, protective laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. interrupt you. No problem. Um, and as Gemma says, Gemma has many thoughts and feelings um, on this. So we will be quoting her um, quite a lot, um, whether it is from what she says in chat or the essay that she wrote us earlier. Um, 
And I call it an essay. It's less than a thousand words. It's still technically an essay. Um, and we are very <laughs> grateful for her thoughts yes, on this true. because um, this is something that's near and dear to Gemma's heart. And yeah, we appreciate uh, that insight into the in, into this uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, so she says that part of the issue is that law is national and the internet is international. Yeah. And that is a very valid point because Pornhub and MindGeek are based in Canada. And that a lot was of these, also fascinating. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Like Montreal. <laughs> All the things I never knew that I learned today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, and uh, the, a lot of the laws that are coming out to try to regulate uh, Pornhub and the porn industry and sex work industry is um, they are based in America. Um, mm-hmm. And that is difficult to change Canadian laws because America is a, obviously a different country. And ga- I mean, in case you didn't know that, right? <laughs> just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. <laughs> it's not just the state. It's technically, it's actually a, its own country. Um, so Debs asked a question in chat um, about how much did Gemma and Amanda know about this? Valid question. I think that at the time that this came out, um, it was like 2020, 2021, part of 2022, when like this actual, like everything that went, most of the things that went down in this documentary happened. And I would say it was on the news. Um, I saw that uh, like one of the local newscasters, um, Lisa Flame was on it. Um, and I was like, oh, so it was covered on like the news. However, that was during like the worst two years of my life. And mm. um, even though I watched the news like five times a day, I didn't actually take anything in. Um, yeah. So whether this was um, covered, uh, and I and I know I, I know it was covered, I did not cover it. Um, yeah. Gemma, on the other hand, said that she rem- like this impacted like ev- like her her like she she was very involved in the story of this um at the time so she was very also invested in this documentary i hope that helps explain that Debs. <laughs> um so this documentary has um many many different people um in it from uh people who are working for mindgeek people who worked uh in like in porn themselves like porn performers people who are uh, porn industry advocates, which this is a, a title that I didn't even know until I looked up the uh, the IMDb, and then I was like, "What is a porn industry advocate?" And it is somebody who advocates uh, for safer porn. Um, I think maybe somebody else can tell me that is like a very basic definition. Um, there's journalists, there's ambassadors for Pornhub, um, and uh, attorneys, and so many different people who were involved in various stages of this actual legal issue um, are in this documentary. I'll just want to point out that Gemma says, I was living through this. I had to change where I host my erotica because Foster pulled everything from me in 2018. My shit all disappeared because it was hosted in the US. Yikes. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And so. they, what, there was also, in addition to all the lawyers that you mentioned, there was also the heads of a specific U.S. organization that is that had, had kind of deemed themselves the the what's it called? How do you call? Yeah, them? so that that was interesting actually because um, that I I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure that Gemma will remind us the name of of that um, organization, um, but it is a organization that has rebranded from Morality and Media, which is a Christian based um organization that really just wants to police um what 
like and basically take all sex out of all media um and and then some and more some and blah 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 blah. and they have are they are now um the thank you very much Gemma. um the national center on sexual exploitation um and they have just rebranded to try to give themselves some credibility um but they are still just um advocating like it's a conservative anti-pornography organization um oh it actually calls themselves anti-pornography uh, uh uh yeah oh wow yeah so they are um i didn't ever get that did, did, did they just it took me a while to realize in this documentary that those are not people i actually should be liking <laughs> right right because like, at first in the documentary you're like oh they're they're like working for the end of sex trafficking and to remove like sexual exploitation on on porn websites and yes they are but they're yeah. also working for the removal of all pornography um yeah and like when and i think that they did that on purpose because you're like at the yeah. beginning you're like oh yeah i support that like i i don't want that in my pornography either like i want like all those videos to be taken down and to make it safer um but they also think that like sports illustrated and cosmo is mm. pornography yeah and i mean it's not um <laughs> yeah and like they just want no pornography and it's just like policing um people's jobs and a very very valid occupation yeah i think what the documentary did really well in a way is showing you that this is such a nuanced topic that you can never just go out there and be like oh yeah i totally agree with this because Mm -hmm. there are so many aspects of this not only are there so many aspects under this entire situation which is kind of centered around Pornhub having even the option to um, have unconsensual videos on their page and of underaged people and in well and them obviously being unconsensual and po- a lot of them like being rape videos and then human trafficking videos. So 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 that's the main problem that wants to kind of be solved here, which like everybody obviously agrees all sides agree that this is what they not want to happen but then you get into the deeper and you get deeper and deeper into the into the um documentary and then you realize that all of this is so nuanced and yes even though there are people who are fighting for this and you agree with them the way they are fighting for is causing so causes so many more issues for an entire industry and harming actually way more people in the process all under the good healthy umbrella of i want to stop sex and human trafficking on a porn website Mm -hmm. yes and that um you know takes us to the 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 laws that were put in place um, the, the laws and the regulations that have been put in place um, after there was this big uproar, rightfully so, about um, uh, sex expo- exploitation on the website and um, when, when all this came to light and there was a, like a, a hashtag, was it um, Trafficking Hub? I think it was um, to... I, I really should have taken notes of all like the names and stuff, uh, just relying no, on my memory. Trafficking Hub. Thank you. Um, relying on my memory and Gemma. Thank you. <laughs> um, and um, it gained tra- traction. And then the journalists um, writing about it and like what they what they're writing about and the the solutions that are being offered. Like 
verified accounts with um with id just like a paid performer would have to have um no downloading of videos and what was the third what was there, there moderation was third one. moderation thank you um for the videos that do get uploaded and um reasonable all very reasonable yeah which would still allow you know the performers and the the sex workers to continue their livelihoods and it would regulate the content going onto the website and other websites and hopefully like reduce the amount of uh exploitation happening mm. um instead we get uh these these two bills uh two laws fosta fight online sex trafficking act and sesta stop enabling sex traffickers act and i mean titles alone sound great um however it has <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the fact alone that they showed a video that this was a bill that was signed by Trump you already know this must be the shittest bill to ever exist on the planet for this particular issue Mister, I can grab him by the pussy whenever I fucking want right because you already know that this is not about what this should be about considering this fuck ass Fuck, fuck asshole. <laughs> anyway, this is signing it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to read from Gemma's essay. Gemma, I hope you don't mind. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that that's why you sent it through to us, that we could um, read it out loud. Um, so uh, I'll wait for consent before I do that, actually. <laughs> um, yes. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so Gemma says, on the outside... Um, FOSTA and SESTA look like they are intended to perfect, protect victims, remove revenge porn, stop sex trafficking, increase the legal responsibility of those profiting off the, of the industry. In reality, the group of people caught in the web woven at the center of that triangle is every vulnerable person. That includes the victims of revenge porn, that includes those who have been trafficked, but it also includes sex workers and sex adjacent workers like erotica writers. And it has led to both of those bills, laws um, have led to uh, Pornhub and a lot of other uh, porn distribution sites basically making it impossible for performers to get paid for the work that they had previously been getting paid for. Pornhub had an entire section dedicated to performers that uh, models, Model Hub, I think it was called, yep. uh, where they could control the content that they put up. It was kind of like OnlyFans, but yep. on Pornhub, yep. and could get Which paid had for... great SEO because of the way it worked based on, on the way Pornhub made it to be so massive. It's not mm -hmm. just because they were giving you the option to get free porn it's also because the person who created it knew a lot about seo and how to get like found so you could find look for almost everything and Pornhub would be the the first results the first couple of results actually for what you've been looking for that was kind of porn related so you even like mm -hmm. write in big titties or whatever and the first thing would be um Pornhub already yeah like mind geek knows what they're doing um, when it comes to like, because at first and foremost, they're they're a tech company, right? Um, they're a tech company who got into porn, yeah, because they saw something that they could exploit, mm. and um, yeah. So credit card companies stopped allowing payments on these sites. PayPal totally took away the the ability to pay by PayPal, and it effectively made it so that performers couldn't get paid. 
Yeah. And lost like a lot of money, livelihood, and obviously have spoken out against um, FOSTA and SESTA uh, because of the detrimental effects that it would have on the paid and legal industry as a whole. The, also, these laws do not only affect the specific sites, they also affect all the other pages. Like they, It made it way harder for all the performers to be visible and active on social media because with these laws also how like instagram and facebook deal with nudity got increasingly worse at least that's how i interpreted it from the from from the documentary so they now almost first of all they are not searchable anymore through the through the the social media apps because they are shadow banned based off of what their job is and so then the page that they made their main income off of is like making it un- impossible for them to get paid and then that ba- there's basically nothing left in their autonomous to be autonomous in the, their line of work basically mm-hmm Um, And Gemma says in chat, it also encourages sex trafficking. If you can't be an independent worker, you need an agent, which is another layer of exploitation and basically puts pimps back in the business. So what it's doing is the opposite of helping Mm -hmm. um, to to regulate this industry because it's making eh, less regulatory. Mm. Um, And actually, that's really interesting because um, going back to the other documentary, uh, Follow This... Um, Whore's Day and I know Monty that you I don't think you had a chance to watch it Um, but it was the journalist in that spoke to somebody um, a a data scientist a scientist um, following the the correlations in how Craigslist reduced violence against women so um, okay I know that I, I can see your look and I was I was kind of like what how could Craigslist like reduce the violence against women okay so the data that they had was that um, the the number of women who were murdered and who experienced violence in a city when Craigslist and the online sex work option um, like came with Craigslist into a city mm-hmm. within I think they said 10 weeks the number of uh, crimes against women and murders against women decreased because women started to use uh, online safety tools and online safety site to um, uh, so- solicit their their work, their their job, their sex, um, as opposed to just like. I just need some for 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 a European over here. What is Craigslist exactly? It's like yellow okay. pages. It, it is a online. See, I I don't quite know Craigslist, but this is the. It's it's similar to Gumtree or Kijiji or um, some form of online marketplace. Okay. Um, that you can put up like a buy and community buy and sell kind okay. of thing. Um, except that there was also an uh, explicit part um, okay. to offer sexual services. Yeah. Um, and it made it safer for women. Um, to sell sex because they could like vet people they could uh, arrange to meet in like a brightly lit place um they didn't have to turn to the streets to solicit their work and um when these um so so with craigslist and these online services coming in 
violence against women decreased because women mm-hmm. could control their safety easier. Fucking um, science. <laughs> yes. So, um, so unfortunately, I don't think the documentary, or I to- just totally blanked out what I was watching it. Um, I-, I don't think it said the detrimental effect of Fausta and Sesta coming in because now um, Craigslist can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there is a correlation. Like these women are saying, like, where are clients coming from? I don't know how I'm going to find my work because I can't do this. I can't post on Craigslist. I can't post on um, these other sites to find and vet my clients. Mm. So I need to either go with a, with a, an agent as Gemma Mm. says, um, back onto the streets or find some other uh, less safe way to do this on less regulated websites, for example. I feel it's such a wild, like those, it's, it's people connecting issues that aren't inherently connected. They're just connected by the mere core topic of it. But it's not like, by, by what it's, well, I, can't, I don't have a, I don't have a, a comparison that's kind of similar, but it's like, we're talking about two different things that are kind of under the same umbrella, but just because they're under the same umbrella doesn't mean that they are connected, right? So yes, we're talking about sex, but that there's so much more under the umbrella of sex than sex trafficking or sex work. And they are not technically, they're not technically re- like they, they are related but they are not so related that one causes the other and and just because the one exists the other exists that's not the case right mm-hmm. yeah um totally and um so back to the three things um that you know would help would have helped reduce this problem um registered verified accounts with ids uh, no downloading and moderation. So there was actually quite a lot of insight from a Pornhub whistleblower who worked in the moderation section um, in the documentary. And there are millions of videos on Pornhub, mm-hmm. millions. And there are, according to to this this person, thirty moderators. That just also blew my fucking mind. Blew my mind. And they're expected to watch and vet between 700 and 1,000 porn videos every single day. Per day. Can you imagine? I, I could not imagine. Like, that's unbelievable. And obviously, because they're going to want to make their quota of videos, they're speeding through them. They're watching them on two, like two times, five times, ten times speed. They are not listening to them with sound. So they're not picking up on uh, is there always consent or is there screaming. not consent? Yeah. There's consent, um, whether it is a consensual video. There, like, and that is down to the fact that they they just can't. They can't. Mm. They can't with the the quotas that they get put in, and the fact there's only thirty fucking people working on millions of videos. And in comparison, they brought it also up in the documentary that Facebook has uh, fifteen thousand moderators, and they are not moderating videos. Like mm-hmm. that, Facebook is not not primarily a video platform, so so the fact that somebody has to watch like this is focusing obviously only on video content. So you can how can you ever like right. there's no fucking way. No, also especially for thirty people. Right, right. So of course things are going to get missed, um, and they have to make decisions as well on whether 
the person in that video is over 18. Which I think is so, and, and that's also something where I would like, why does this even take so long to be something where, where, where ID is not necessary? Like exactly. you cannot tell by how people look, how old they are. Like you can't just not tell often. So mm-hmm. how the fuck would you be able to, you can't just judge it by watching. So you need some other kind of verification to make sure that these, that the people are not, and that doesn't mean that just because the person who is uploading them is verified that the vi- people in the video automatically verified, but it gives a different kind of layer of protection because you have the information of the person who uploaded it. So that's why you could at least like, there are some repercussions, but like the way they used to do it, you couldn't like there was no way of 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 finding out who did it and once it was up and because it's downloadable it was just everywhere anyway so whenever they took some videos down some new videos popped up and then somebody else uploaded the same video again or the same guy or person or whatever who the fuck knows totally and like deb says as well like someone can look 18 to me but look 14 to somebody else yeah and anybody who's ever worked in in retail and um, with like restricted substances like cigarettes or alcohol or anything like that. Um, you can't, it, it is like impossible to tell somebody's age. Um, like I know in Canada and, and here there's like, if you look under 25, we're probably going to ask you for your ID because like, it's, it's so difficult. And mm. these people, these moderators are expected to like figure that out based on a clip, you know, like a video. And it's, it's impossible. Like that is an impossible task um and as Gemma says it's it's uh there's no way to do it that doesn't cost money right um so that's a problem obviously a problem in and of itself um and I was gonna say something it's gone carry on no but uh, Gemma also adds that it's basically just uh, you end up in a situation where you are depending on money making machines to create a just world the economy is based on profit it's an exploitative system at its heart and money will never create justice and that's it, right? It's all about money. So they are they're making a shit ton of money, not because actually the views in the videos, but because of the ads that they placed on the site. So they get paid from not even the video views because there aren't really ads in the videos, are there? That's at least no. not what I, how I would have understood it. So and there so are no ads the in the videos. It's them. just everything around it. Yeah. So technically, well, technically the content doesn't matter. It's just a data generating machine based on the tax that they're based on the systems that they're using all they do is create information and data and data has always been the most lucrative thing to buy and sell Mm -hmm. um i remember what i was going to say and it is down to um the moderators as well um and people um with exploited videos on the site have asked for they they can ask for people for the videos to be taken down um but because there are 30 people doing it um and reviewing and there is they said there is a backlog and it takes months for a video to get Mm. down uh, to to be taken down and then when the video gets taken down like if you have the direct link to that video this blew my mind like other Mm -hmm. sites if you have a direct link and that's and that's not there anymore it's like a 404 or like this doesn't exist or something but no Pornhub has the title of the video the tags of the video just no video and on top of that they have related videos so if it's something like uh, i don't even want to say like uh, content Some that, unconsensual like, content yeah and it, it, it then like recommends 
the other illegal content. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, what? Like, so yeah. then they're keeping the people on the website. They're keeping the people who have searched for that specific video by a link. They're like, oh, well, that illegal content's de- not here anymore. But, but at least all like, the other 20 other ones illegal. that they can show to show right. to me, I can watch. And then these there's instead. absolutely no regulation in place mm. that says that that video that got taken down can't be put up again because there's yeah. like no verification, there's no moderation, and there's like no safety tools put in place. And that's also bullshit, right? Like you can't tell me if fucking if fucking YouTube can immediately check whether or not I have audio in my video that I should be there, then you cannot fucking tell me that there is no technical way to block a video from being uploaded that's the identical copy of one that's already been there. Fuck you <laughs> sideways. That's oh, yeah. all just such absolute bull, bull crap. You're smart enough to create a data mining machine that is un, that is like searching its kind where nothing is ever when nothing is almost as smart as this and then you are telling me that you can't prevent that from automatically happening who the fuck are you kidding mm-hmm. um you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome siri <laughs> um and as Gemma says as well it's a mess yes it is um which is why people like the and 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 cozy what is there a nicer way to say that? The National Center on Sexual Exploitation, um, aka Morality and Media, um, it's low-hanging fruit when they target something like Pornhub because it's already gross. It's already doing really shady mm. shit. And once you get them to crack down on it, and like they removed a whole bunch of content when this went to court, they like just mass deleted shit, yeah. even like things that have been posted by uh, legal performers. Mm. Um, so they they start there. And then, you know, get the ball rolling and, you know, start branching out and censoring other content. Mm. Um, so it's just shit. Um, Gemma, also, it's the same reason uh, with why anti-abortion people start with talk of 36-week fetuses. And you start with what seems the grossest and then the next thing you know is Roe v. Wade is turned overturned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. can never, I just can never understand the issue of people why they think they need to get involved in other people's lives like what the fuck is it your problem what i'm doing in my life like Mm -hmm. i don't get it i don't don't get it either i just don't you can do whatever the fuck you want you can pray however much the fuck you want you can swing naked from the ceiling i do not give a shit let me as long as you leave me the fuck alone like why and if you go to heaven and i shall go to hell then whatever i will have a grand old time there with all my friends because all of you are going to be there as well (laughs) oh totally um (laughs) but like it's it it comes down to like that conservative christian right-wing propaganda of control and it's all about controlling women controlling women's bodies controlling everything to do with women um and that is what it is that is what it is like it's what they do and it's I mean, it's true. The church controlled people just by the mere fact that they had knowledge and could be could read, and other people couldn't. Like that's how they controlled it previously. Mm-hmm. So they had to just become a bit smarter by doing that, and they have years and years and years and years and years of experience in doing that. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, you just have to look at what's happening right now in in the U.S. and like other places across the world, but especially the U.S. because it's very loud. Um, yeah, and and it's it's not stopping like it just continues to grow um this this wave of 
right-wing conservatism um, and control over people. I will never get it. I will just never fucking get it. No. So obviously, um, measures need to be put in place that controls sex trafficking and sex ex exploitation mm. um, and rape videos and all of the like negative side of 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 these sites. Um, something needs to happen um, while still protecting the rights of the performers and mm. the sex workers and the sex adjacent workers because it is one of, if not the oldest professions in the world. Um, and it's not going anywhere and it brings many people joy, money, fulfillment, um, creativity. Like there's so, so much good to this industry. Mm. Um, and yes, there is like a, a, a side. I, I was going to say there's a negative side to the industry, but there's not, there's not a negative side to mm. the industry. The industry is abused. Um, mm. and pe like people use like negatively use it, um, to exploit other people. So re regulations need to be put in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. And as Gemma said, the problem is that we are relying on politicians who don't understand either Wi-Fi or what a vulva is to regulate online porn. For sure. And you can always, whenever you watch all of these people asking, like all these politicians who are like ancient, and that's not in a way of being ageist, but it's in a way of they've never actually seen a social media site in person or used or dealt with it whatsoever, asking the weirdest fucking questions where like if you had taken one look at it and like informed yourself, maybe for 10 minutes, you would be you would be aware of how things work and that it's not like like and would not ask the stupidest fucking questions on earth. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm like, for sure, it's just so tricky. And what I also don't fully understand is why, what issues do credit card companies have with taking money from sex work? Like, that's like such a lucrative industry. Why the fuck would you not want to get your fucking payment card, payment card, credit card fees from, from that industry if it's done in a safe environment like i get that to a degree there isn't it's necessary to 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 be put protections in place but if there is a site that if you as a credit card company only work on sites that would support the the everything that is put in place so verification moderation and like and and all the things that we've that, that has been talked about that would make it safe for sex workers then holy fucking shit the amount of payment fees you would be able to to collect is wild right mm -hmm. but i think that that comes down to the fosta and sesta acts um and trying like w what constitutes consensual acts etc and credit cards just being like you know what fuck it all like um is it only fans one one of the performers i think it was siri doll um was saying in the documentary that um there are some things that she can tag her content as and some things that she can't mm -hmm. um and it comes down to what credit card companies will allow and what they won't allow and like that just blows my mind um on another note um she was i i think she was talking about her only fans and this 
was like, this is the best job ever. She actually like has a rate my dick um, option and like it's her most popular thing. And like, if you're going to get sent dick pics anyways, like have these men pay for them, uh, pay you to like look at their dick pic and rate it in a video. She and was I'm like, so nice about it. It was so was cute. Like, this is just awesome. I love this. <laughs> she was so nice about it. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at her. She's, she's, she's like, motivating them how great the cock looks and they are so i'm sure they're so happy and it's gonna be so cute (laughs) so i just think that's great Gemma. that doesn't surprise me at all um (laughs) yeah i just think it's really really cool Um, and also it's a way for her to reclaim everything else like i think this she she was just overall just so cool yeah yeah i really liked her. her um so, by the way, um, in the documentary, she was talking about the shadow bans on Instagram for her mm-hmm. accounts and how she has, like, loads and loads of different accounts. Um, I looked up her account, and she does not appear to be shadow banned anymore I because all... I found her by name. I didn't. Oh, I did. I found her by name. Interesting. I didn't. Interesting. Hmm. Now I'm going to try again right now. Maybe. Please hold. Please hold. We're looking her up right now. Maybe I was just typing her wrong because, obviously... No, when I just look for her she name, she's not come up for me today. Up. Oh, she does. But she's like quite a few down, actually. One, two, three, four, five, no. six, seven accounts down, I find her. Whereas like yesterday is when I looked at the right her, one, though? Uh, I believe so. so there one is one that has, that has the same picture, but it's the username is wrong. Well, it's the one that has the most followers and the stories that are active. So, okay. I mean. Oh, there she I get it in the account. I don't get it in top. Yeah, Which is weird. so that's interesting. Anyway. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, it doesn't look like she's shadow banned anymore. So that's that's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, as Gemma says, it might depend on the location. Yeah. Very true. Um, but uh, and I, I do recall that entire thing with with OnlyFans and them wanting to ban sexual explicit content on that page. Because and then just that like was around, <laughs> that was around, and then just you turning. That was around the time when we were already in the Twitch bubble and people and we were talking about content creation and everything so mm-hmm. i feel like th- that was something i noticed happening and how they then were like nope yeah we're not gonna yeah. do that now we're gonna stay say like stay naughty and well not naughty but stay, stay have a good 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 part of this on a page and everything so mm-hmm. um so something else that i re- i i like i only know her from this documentary. I've never seen any of her porn, but Siri doll. Um, she was filming something um, and the documentary was there and it was with uh, Wolf Hudson, another uh, performer who was in a lot of this documentary and, an, and another man. And they, it was directed by Brie Mills. Um, so a, a, a female porn director, um, which I was just, I was like, yay. Um <laughs> you can ask Tom. He was like, mm, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, she, Siri decided to start the scene by talking about consent, like what she likes to do, what she likes to have done. And then like, she asked the two guys, like, what do you like? What do you mm-hmm. not like? And it is a really like this, this change, this uh, in, in the industry is really cool because as we know, so many young people like, that's all they know about sex is what they what they learn from porn um, for 
better or for worse. <laughs> I think it's a wild combination. It's like the one generation that we grew up with, they kind of knew shit all about anything. And the next one that came after us, they know everything from and everything about porn. And, 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 mm-hmm. and then there is no middle ground, right? So right. there's no... Yeah, so the fact that they're talking about consent and like talking about what you like and don't like in a porn video where you're going to get naked and bang is awesome. Mm, I love that too. It's so awesome. I loved it so much. And I hope that it's something that rolls out across the industry because the industry is not going anywhere. Yeah. It's also that it's to make it be sexy, right? So they, they, it's not just like we're sitting here and we're checking off our list of things. So mm-hmm. they really made it very central and very sexy to even deal with it, right? And talk about it. So so that I think was just really nicely directed as well and nicely acted. Yeah. Mm. No, I absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Gemma says, when I was a teen, masturbation was gross. Now teens know about anal sex in detail, and that's great, but it also needs context. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm going to tell a story, um, no names, about a girl from my high school, not me. Who, um, this friend. No, no, legit, <laughs> yeah. not me. Um, and she uh, came back, or she, she, she came back to lunch one day, and she was like, I just went out with a guy and we were like oh and she was like yeah and we had sex in his car and we, and we were like oh and she was like yeah we had anal and I was like do you okay like just like so casually and I was just like I'd never at the time heard of anybody like none of our friend group was like going out and having sex in cars let alone anal in cars and it was um it was just a moment of like oh <laughs> wow <laughs> um so yeah it was it was it was a it was sorry it was it was a lot of it was a lot of information at the time, and it has stuck with me for like twenty years. I mean, I get that. I would probably also be like, "What did you just <laughs> tell me?" Um, yeah, I know. I, I've been. I've I've went to like when I did my university studies. We also could have some elective course about sexual education, and I went to that and like the the trainers there kind of tried to train us to train other people there was like a lot of training there and like mm-hmm. younger kids um about sex like give them sex ed but in a way that makes sense and that it's not shove a condom up a banana from a 70 year old biology teacher like we had <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because that and then have like a but like a an anatomy picture of of of, of two body types and then with the genitals in there and whatever cut into two two so they did that and they also tried to really deconstruct everything about like porn and how much that influences the kids because that's all they see and so they think they need to perform like that that everything needs to happen like that and so it's so important to make this way more conscious that everybody's different things work differently and porn is just a movie also, mm-hmm. superheroes can fly and you also can't fly. Just because you see it in a movie doesn't mean it's real to that degree. And that it always needs to look like that. It's all also often staged and, and things. So, Yeah. Um, Gemma puts a very innocent comment. It's like thinking high school is going to be exactly like High School Musical. What exactly. do you mean? You're not going to sit there and be like, we're soaring, flying. Never mind. Okay, I'm so think, sad. Um, That's not how it goes. How nowadays? It, it, I know it is. It is kind of sad. Yeah. 
Um, but I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot to be discussed regarding the porn industry in general and ethical sex work. And I think that that's something that uh, we will cover in more detail uh, in future episodes um, unrelated to this documentary or maybe re- like follow unrelated. on. Because um, we have very, very wonderful people in our community who know a lot about this wink, wink. um yeah so do you have any final thoughts on money shot the Pornhub story money it was a a very interesting documentary and support sex workers and get ethical porn i feel those are my three those are my takeaways good takeaways um yes i agree um ethical porn um uh, uh consent and reduce uh, sexual exploitation and always yep. and um, yeah support sex workers for the right to work yes and power to all women and sex workers in the industry <sighs> cool I think that was it we tried to cover it yes and Gemma adds and capitalism continues to fail us it's true it is very I'm, true. I'm surprised that after so many years of capitalism, we're still surprised at how much it can fuck us over. When literally all it does is all the time just fucking us over in the it's worst true. way possible. <sighs> um, yeah, so if you have watched Money Shot, the Pornhub story, and you would like to talk about it, um, we can you can engage with us on sh- social media, specifically Twitter, because we don't hang out anywhere else, and that's at Geek Herring. Or for an even better discussion where you have access to our very own industry experts, um, you can join us at in our Discord, geekherring.com forward slash Discord, um, to continue the conversation and um, have further conversations about um, porn. Exactly. And we will be back in two weeks. Because you are on an amazing trip next week. That's right. I am on holiday next week. In case I didn't mention that last week a hundred times. I think there can never be enough times to mention that you're on an actual holiday. An actual holiday. An actual holiday. 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 (sighs) Um, So yeah, we will see you in two weeks for another amazing episode of Geek Herring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com.